Welcome to this episode of Danzanru Origin Stories, where we ask members of our Danzanru community to share about how they got started in the arts, their origin story. I'm your host, Hilary Kaplowitz, Sensei of Pacific Jiu-Jitsu Kai and a professor of Danzanru Jiu-Jitsu with the American Judo and Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We're joined by Dennis Estes of the American Judo and Jiu-Jitsu Federation, co-sensei of Shin Budokai in Lehigh, Utah. Welcome. Well, thank you, Hillary. It's great to be here. Terrific. Well, we're just happy to have you. And uh, let me go ahead and jump into the first question. All righty. So how long have you been training in Danzanru Jiu-Jitsu? I started in 1959, just as a youngster. And so tell us about your first day in Danzanru. How old were you? Where? And who was the sensei? Okay. So um, it's a little hard to remember that first day. Um, it was in Pullman, Washington. The sensei was uh, James Monahan, who was a student of Professor Ray Law and had also trained in Japan when his father was stationed there after World War II. Um, first day, gosh, I, I don't remember the first day. I remember my first impression was that, you know, he was had trained in several different styles of martial arts. Wataru Karate had done Kodokan Judo, um, obviously then was into DZR Jiu-Jitsu. But he had what, as a little kid, I remember them calling Kindle, K-I-N-D-L-E, Kindle sticks, where they were whacking each other with. And it turned out as I got older, I understood that it was Kendo. <laughs> and we were whacking each other with bamboo swords. <laughs> Um, about how old were you when you started? I was uh, six years old, just before I turned six. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. And so what made you want to start training in martial arts? Well, my parents had gone through a divorce or was in the process of doing that at that time. And my dad wanted to find something that he and I could do together. And he had an interest in martial arts and he actually signed us up. And uh, gosh, I've been doing it ever since. And did he continue as well? Yes, he did continue. He, uh, he received a Sandan through the AJJF and then continued on it with some other organizations. Uh, he just passed away this summer as a ninth Don in Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, wow. So it's a, it was a family affair. Yes, it was. Very much so. So um, could you describe one of your earliest memories of Jiu-Jitsu training? Yeah, that, you know, going back to that same kendo stick thing that I was talking about, I remember being in the dojo. And there was a fellow that was from uh, Vietnam at the time. And when, whenever we would train, and they had the kids' class was right in there with the adult class. So we didn't have a separate kids' class. And, and how that worked for the instructor, I know being an instructor now, I would never have my kids mixed in with the adults. But we were there. And this fellow, when they would say hajime to begin the, the training or the sparring with the sticks, he would jump straight in the air. And it didn't matter how fast you were blocking he was going to get you. He'd tap you on the head every time. And I remember as a kid being totally amazed at that. Rolls and falls, they were fine. That didn't bother me. But facing that guy with a stick, that kind of intimidated me. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> a, what a story. Yeah. So um, what is your favorite list or technique to practice? Well, you know, I guess I would have to say, and it evolved over time. So, you know, it was called Advanced Yawara and Jokyu Yawara and Goshin. Um, but that list of techniques has kind of been my favorite over the years. And were you involved in the sort of the, the uh, changes over time? I know that the professors did meet and 
kind of come up with the last formulation of it. Were you involved in that process? No, that happened just before I came on, you know, back in about 1985 um, and thereabouts moving forward. That's when those changes were going on. And uh, I didn't join as a professor. I mean, I was part of the AJGF and was a sensei then, but I didn't have any influence on the changes. But it's a pretty great list of practice. Absolutely. I love it. Awesome. Um, so what on the other side, what do, what do you found to have been the most challenging thing about training? You know, probably for me, the most challenging was I've been a, a big guy, uh, pretty muscular most all of my life. And if I couldn't make a technique work um, by doing it correctly, I could generally kind of muscle my way through it. And it was interesting going up through the ranks and, and kind of doing okay. And then as a black belt and starting to go to black belt classes, traveling out to California and participating in more of the AJJF classes, um, gosh, these guys knew and these gals knew as much as I did. And suddenly um, I had to start making the techniques work correctly as opposed to just kind of using muscle. And it would have been a whole lot better had I learned that lesson earlier on. But as a new baby black belt, I, I found that I really had to go back and kind of go through my arts and, and figure out the little intricacies that I had kind of left out because of being as strong as I was. Oh, that's a really interesting perspective, you know, because people who are smaller are always talking about it kind of from a different point of view and what they, their challenges were. So. Yeah, exactly. So um, how about now, tell us about your proudest moment in your jujitsu career. You know, I guess it would have to be, um, gosh, I remember taking my Sandan exam. It was at the old Nabuki Khan. And remember that being an, an extremely intense examination. And I had prepared for it quite diligently. As a matter of fact, at that time, I would go away for a week or two prior to my exam, just get out by myself. And on that particular exam, I, was, I had gone to Santa Rosa and was training with my then sensei, Professor Hudson. And so I'd go to class in the evening and then I would stay um, in the hotel during the daytime, kind of meditating and working through the arts mentally and just kind of really getting myself in sync. And I remember the comments that were made after that Sondon examination from both the people um, that were watching it and the people that uh, were, were part of my examination team on that. So probably just for myself as an individual, it would probably be then um, for myself. And then overall would be to watch students that, you know, started with me as children and, and kind of worked their way up into uh, adulthood and then went on to get their black belt and, and proceed on. Some, some folks now that are school heads themselves that uh, started with me at a very young age. And I'm very proud to see that tradition uh, moving forward and knowing to have had a little bit of influence in that, but to see them step up and move forward. And of course, Professor Hodgkin now being a professor, th those are probably my proudest moments overall uh, with my experience with DZR. Oh, that's, that's great. And you know, that's what we find a lot of people say, and, and I agree, it's the, it's the influence we have and, and to help others along their path. Exactly. So yeah, absolutely. So after all these years of training, what is it about jujitsu that keeps you interested? You know, I, <laughs> Professor Fisher used to say this a lot. He would say, you know, you can practice jujitsu one lifetime or two and still not get it all. And it's interesting to me after, gosh, 1959 to now 2020, to look at a list or look at a technique 
and suddenly see it from a different angle. You know, the, the mental aspects of the art, the healing aspects of the art, the, the spiritual aspects of the art, all, for me anyway, kind of evolve and meld. And then it's interesting when something like that happens, when I have an aha at a clinic or sometimes at class, I'll watch a student do something and they go, whoa, wait a minute, stop. And I'll have them do it again. And they do the art, quote unquote, incorrectly. But in the incorrectness of that art, they've shown me another key element, another little movement, another, you know, fundamental that I can now take and apply back into something else that I'm doing. And so it's, it's amazing to me after all these years to still be able to walk out on the mat and be a student as well as being a teacher. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, jiu-jitsu is such a gift that just keeps on absolutely. giving you so much. And, and I have to say, you sounded just like Prof. Fisher. When you <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, okay, so if you could go back in time mm -hmm. and give yourself advice early in your jiu-jitsu career, what would you say to yourself? I would say to myself, you know what? This is a lifetime journey. You don't have to achieve or get it all in a short amount of time, enjoy the journey. You know, Neural Nightingale said success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And it's the path, it's the journey, it's the unfolding. And I was always eager to, you know, get this list done and, and test and then get the next list done and test. And I think the, the best advice would be to, you know, just slow down, enjoy the journey. It's gonna be here. It's something you can do for your whole lifetime and just take the time to enjoy that journey and really learn the nuances, the little things, the little fingers, the little toes of the art and kind of take it in in an appreciation that way. That's, that's great advice. And I think a lot of people early on are always like, you know, looking for the next carrot, the next yeah. list. And so, yeah, and too much of the ego that gets in the way at that point. And you tell yourself it's not ego and you tell yourself, you know, I'm, I'm meditating, I'm taking time out, I'm slowing down, yada, yada. But in reality, that ego was there kind of pushing, or at least for me, was there to like, okay, get the next carrot, get the next carrot, get the next carrot. That's great advice. Um, so those are my questions. And the last one is just really, is there anything else you want to share about your origin story or your experiences doing Danzan Ryu Jiu-Jitsu? Well, you know, it's, it's been a very interesting journey for me. I was quite young when I started teaching. Um, my father got hurt when I was 14 years old and had a surgery on his back and he was out of commission teaching and he taught at southwestern oregon community college at that time two two courses one was a jiu-jitsu class the other one was a police defensive tactics class and at 14 years old i stepped in to teach those classes for him and you know mm -hmm. later on became a police officer myself and really having an opportunity to see the techniques utilized in what I'll call a real life situation. In other words, being on the street and being able to, uh, to control something or, or being able to have to control a situation or an individual or a group of individuals. And, you know, sometimes not using a physical technique was more effective than uh, using a physical technique. You, you didn't have to necessarily do the laying on of hands to, in order to achieve. And, and as I got more mature in the art, and started learning about Shinyo and, and understanding the energies around that list, began to see, okay, well, clear back then I was using some of that, just didn't have a name to give to it. And so it's just been fascinating to me, my journey as an instructor, how I started out and how the arts have evolved for me over time. 
And yeah, you know, Katate Hazushi Ichi is still Katate Hazushi Ichi, but I have found there's such a, a just a plethora of information that comes from learning that technique that we apply forwards and backwards, obviously, in, in the list. Um, I would just, uh, you know, I guess what I would share with everybody, whether we're talking to senior black belts or we're talking the newest white belt that just comes into jo the dojo, is enjoy that journey. Really take the time to, to study what you're doing. You know, I'm an avid reader, Hillary, and I've got tons and tons and tons of books. I read probably four or five books a month, even, even now. I'm constantly reading. And I'll ask people, you know, how many books have you read or have you read this particular book? And they'll say, oh, yeah, I've read it. And then my question is, have you studied that book or did you just read it and put it down? Because I've got books I've read, you know, probably 15, 20 times. And each time I go back, they've written another paragraph or a new sentence or, you know, a new chapter in that book. Go, wow, where was that before? Well, I had evolved. And it's the same thing with jujitsu. You know, sometimes we get so uh, caught up in the next exam or the next list or the next technique that we miss the nuances. And if we'll take the time to go back as a student and come back through those lists again, the wealth of information that's there that make us a better martial artist, a better human being, a better person overall, it's just incredible what's there from jujitsu, just from the training in jujitsu. And I think that's really what that training is all about. You know, when we read the esoteric principles, when we understand a little bit about some of the the writings that are there that were on the scrolls back in the day. It's really about that perfection of character, that completion. And I think it's a repetition as we go back through. You know, the first list, the first technique we learn is STEMI, and the last technique we learn is STEMI, and everything we do, you and I just had a discussion about this before the call. You know, mm -hmm. everything goes back to STEMI and everything we do in our life. Well, absolutely. And, and you know, it's just so. That's just so well said. I mean, jujitsu is a journey of self-exploration yes. and that we use this art as a vehicle for our self-development. And so it requires us to return again and again to the same lessons with the different Yeah, viewpoints. absolutely. Well said. Well, it was just such a pleasure talking to you and thank you so much for sharing your origin story with absolutely. us Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Have a great Dad. night.